we're going to move into the um, the next part of our session this evening, and that is intentions. Um, and so we are here to set intention. It's called a, a New Year's Eve intention setting. And um, I like the idea of intention better than resolution. Resolution is always, it's kind of, uh, I mean, people set resolutions, but they it's also kind of jokey that you'll never keep them. And that, you know take bets on how long you'll keep your resolution, whatever it is. It, it, it has this ten, it has a, an undertone of um, fixing something that might not be working right. It, there's, a, there's a little bit of a harshness to it, a, 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 a sense of, not always, but maybe I'm speaking personally, this sense of having to meet some kind of standard or criteria that I think is necessary in order to be okay. But instead, intentions are a lot, uh, they're based for me in these teachings and, and they're, uh, there's in, in the Eightfold Path, the second, second factor of the Eightfold Path is wise intention. And wise intention um, consists of three three aspects. The first one is letting go. It's they talk about renunciation. And renunciation simply means to let go of those things that may cause harm, that don't serve, that are not skillful or wise or wholesome. And this is where the foundation of the precepts is really helpful um, because it kind of gives some guidelines. Um, oh, I'm really sarcastic and that tends to hurt people. I've had people tell me I made them cry because of my sarcasm where I think I'm just being funny. So maybe I can set an intention and that falls into wise speech or not being harsh um, with my speech. And so let me set an intention to be kinder, letting go of sarcasm, which I loved. I felt it served me so well for so much of my life, but if I want to live a life that doesn't cause harm, maybe I'll be willing to let go of that. And I've, I've worked on that for years. So that's the type of thing that we talk about with um, intention, moving away from things that are unskillful towards things that are skillful. Let go of what doesn't, that what doesn't serve and moving into a place of kindness and kindness and goodwill, which is another piece of wise intention. It's, it's held in goodwill, which is again, part of the, the, the precepts in not harming and being friendly and being kind and, um, um, yeah, not wishing ill will towards anyone. If you're familiar with the Metta Sutta, which is the Buddha's uh, invitation to be kind to all beings. Um, one of the translations, it says, you know, we, it says this is what should be done by all people who are wise and skillful. And basically it's to be kind to everyone. And there's one translation where it says to all beings, omitting none. I don't think you can get any more specific than that. 
So we want to be kind and friendly to all beings, omitting none. That doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable, but we don't have this animosity. Um, uh, and then the third piece of, of um, wise intention is compassion and kindness. That we want to have this compassionate heart, that we are touched by the discomfort, the suffering of others. The, the word compassion in Pali is karuna, which means quivering of the heart. And um, that's what we want to have, this, this ability to connect with others. So that's intention. That's intention, um, which I think is a really beautiful way to frame what we want to do. And what we're doing is we're inclining the mind we're inclining the mind to move in a direction that's wise and skillful. And Daniel Siegel, there's a quote, I don't know where it came from, I think it came from one of his books. He said, neuroscience says that intention primes the nervous system to be on the lookout for whatever will support what we intend. So if we, if we kind of set an intention then the nervous system is kind of looking out for that. It's like, I, I don't know, it's, it strikes me as something that's like you all of a sudden, it's, it's, in your, it's in your awareness, and so you're now going to pay attention to it. It's like if you get a new car, and then all of a sudden half of the other people have the same car, or you only see that car. I got a car in April, and now every other car on the road is a, is a Honda Civic because I got a Honda Civic, and so that's all I see these days. It's nice. I like it. So, um, But we, that's what we set an intention, so we create this, this um, framework through which we can move. Um, and when we set intentions, we pay attention to where we want to go, and we notice where we're, that we're heading in a different... We notice if we're heading in a different direction. And so it's like, I really want to not be sarcastic, or I really want to be more compassionate, or I really want to uh, be gentle, or I, whatever it is, I want to be more generous with my time. Whatever the intention is, it's, it, they're all personal to us. Um, we notice, because we've set this intention, that we're, that's, that's what we want to keep in our life, or we notice when we're not doing that. And again, you're not going to be struck down as a bad person, but it's a, it's a point of reflection. It's like, oh, this is still a place that's hard for me. This is still a place that's difficult. It's still challenging. So to have some compassion for yourself, because your intention is to go in, the, in, in a particular direction, and you just may not be getting in that direction. Um, as I said, the precepts are a really, really helpful foundation as we move through this. Um, my very first intention setting was back in 2005, and my I, I kind of don't come up with them beforehand. I let them percolate because we'll do a little meditation before we do the intentions. And um, what came up for me is wanting to be compassionate towards others and myself. And that was not an easy thing to do, that self-compassion. And so I would begin to recognize when I wasn't being compassionate, when I'd call myself dumbass 
if I made a mistake, I went to that harsh voice. And then I went, and then I would recognize, oh, that's not compassionate. That's unkind. And so to, it, it builds our awareness, too. We begin to see all the places we might not be who we want to be. We not, may not be walking the direction we want to walk in. So it's really helpful. Um, another year, I asked, I, my intention was to live with an undefended heart. I didn't make up that term. I'd heard it somewhere, and it just kind of bubbled up. And then someone um, a little bit after that asked me if I would do a talk on what an undefend, living with an undefended heart means. And I've kind of been reflecting on that since. It's been, I think, nine or ten years. I don't know. But it's been a long time. And in fact, my, my little Dharma thing is called Undefended Dharma. Because it's, a, it's, it's become so important. So my lens is undefended. I don't want to have armor up. I don't want to have walls up. And then two years ago, New Year's Eve 2020, my intention was to become more intimate with impermanence. And then 2020. So I've been, uh, I've been getting to hang out with that for a few years, really becoming intimate with impermanence. So, um, yeah, it, it just brings things into our, our awareness that may not have been there before. So um, we're going to go into a meditation now. Um, but before we do that, are there any questions about this? So we're going to go into a meditation, and um, I'll, I'll offer some guidance, but what I want you to do is see if you can drop below the stories that may be there, and because you're going to be reflecting on the year that has passed, the year ahead. So drop below the stories about shoulds and coulds, and see if you can connect with your heart or your belly and listen to that internal wisdom that's there. Um, really, um, yeah, listen to that internal wisdom and let go of any harshness. You are, uh, your intention is to be, um, can I say more about living with an undefended heart? I can, I will in a second. Thank you, Dee. Um, uh, so, Allow your intention to bubble up if you don't already have one, but listen to the, um, that inner wisdom that's there. Uh, and Oh, I know what I was saying. Don't be, don't be harsh with yourself. Really come to this with kindness and compassion. You are on a, on a, on a path to being um, more wise, more skillful, more awake in your lives. You're on a path to let go of those habits that don't serve, that cause suffering, that are painful. Um, and so be gentle with yourselves. Really important. I, I can't ever say that enough. So briefly, um, undefended heart is the willingness to live without any of the armoring that I have built up over the course of my life. It's a willingness to put down the the, uh, the habits that I think will keep me safe or enable me to get my way or 
create um, a life that I think should be. Um, for me, it was a, a lot of it was that, um, you know, I was saying it was hard for me to say what needed to be said. That was a huge wall that was there. And so to chip away at that wall and slowly say were say things that needed to be said, um, telling people what I thought um, in a gentle, kind, wise way, but just getting out, not being so fearful. Um, that's kind of, I mean, living with an undefended heart, I, somebody asked me, as I said, to do a Dharma talk, and I did a Dharma talk, and then I realized it's not just one Dharma talk. It's, it's everything, and that's, that's what the invitation is in this practice, is to let go of anything that keeps us from fully being intimate with our experience without preference. How can it be as intimate with the experience of this moment because we have tendencies to push away uncomfortable and cling to pleasant. But that's, that's defenses. Can we let go? So that's just a brief um, overview of Undefended Heart. I think I have something about it on my, on my website, a little blurb. Um, we're going to do a meditation now, um, and then we'll have a chance to set intentions. So let's just sit. So find a comfortable way to sit. Allow yourself to relax. Relaxing your body, relaxing your mind. Again, letting go of those agenda items that might be present. See if you can drop the stories the shoulds, the woulds, the couldas, the wouldas. And allow yourself to drop into the body if that's available to you. And dropping into the breath, allowing the body to breathe. Softening your breath, softening the belly. Letting yourself relax. yourself to rest in the present. Now I invite you to reflect on the past year, the experiences you had, situations, 
perhaps reflecting on places where you were skillful or unskillful. judgment, without harshness, just a recognition of those places that may be challenging for you, perhaps those places that are wise, looking at the year with a balance. invite you to reflect on the days, the weeks, the months ahead. Perhaps how you would like to shift to a kinder, gentler, experience what would you like to let go of what would you like to bring into your life in place of what you're letting go of. What intention would you like to set for yourself? What direction? To go in. 
And in a moment, I'm going to ring the bell and take your time coming back, perhaps not looking at the screen immediately when you open your eyes. Being gentle with yourself as you arrive back in the present. <laughs>